Welcome to episode 206 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And we have returned. Um, exciting NCAA tournament. Uh, crazy, crazy. Uh, yeah, wins, super unpredictable. Upsets. Yeah, super unpredictable. What was the number after the uh, uh, the first day? There was like 600 brackets left. Yeah, seven eighty-seven total. Yeah, yeah, that's across all ins- platforms too. <laughs> Insane. And that was before Fairly Dickinson won. So, Fairly yeah, Dickinson the, won the first F- weekend F- essentially knocked everyone's bracket out. Yeah, so I've never seen it, was, it that quick. Nah, yeah, I, I don't think it has been that quick ever. I mean, I was even Fairly Dickinson fans didn't have you know them winning. So, like, you know, uh, really, really exciting so far. Um, I think it's going to get even more exciting. Um, Sucks there's been a a few injuries in the uh, tournament so far, but, you know, I guess that happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Alabama guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Houston uh, guy in Houston, the best player in Houston, got hurt too. Yeah. So, They'll be back Thursday. Um, probably deep dive that later. So, um, let's go right to the NBA. Um, where you want to start in the league, in the association? Ooh, we got to start with uh, we got to start with Jock coming back from Memphis. Mm-hmm. Okay. They've back <clears throat> again, again, without him, they play pretty much just as well. Yes. Uh, another regular season sample size of them being able to win games without him. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's how well they've played or just some of the bad defenses they've faced, but they've mm-hmm. been putting up 120, 130 like it's nothing. Yeah. And this is a team. A lot of points on. I I just didn't think they could just get buckets like they've been able to without Morant. Yeah, and I mean, and they're playing really, and really Clark. good defense. Yeah, and they're, you know they're still top five in opponents uh, points per game. They're second in the league in rebounding without Stephen Adams. They were second in the league in rebounding, which is impressive as well. Um. Yeah, man, I, I, I just think they are a lot more balanced. I've said on here before, Ja is so aggressive. When you're watching the game, it feels like Ja shoots every time down court or gets a look every time down court. Um, when he's not there, everyone else has to get looks. And I, it doesn't seem like any one person dominates the ball 
feel like more people get open um, when Jaws not there. Uh, it is interesting, and I obviously not saying that they're you know that they don't need Jaw. They need Jaw probably you know to win a playoff series. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they're good without Jaw. Definitely good. Yeah, I think I think we wrote them off as contenders a little early. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Because, again, I I just they seem capable of really going toe to toe with anybody. Yeah, especially with Jock coming back. Right, right. Now, if if Jock comes back and they keep that and you don't see any chemistry changes, then they're going to be tough to beat for sure. Very, very tough to beat. I mean, are they? uh, They'll be either two or three at this point. I mean, yeah, they have a chance to catch Denver, and we'll get into Denver in a bit, but I still don't think they will. Mm. They play Houston twice this week. Hmm. Houston twice. They play ten games left, right? Yeah, they have. Houston twice, Orlando is on the um is on their schedule. Portland is on their schedule. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so Memphis could potentially be a one seed uh yeah, walking they, into they the playoffs. They have the Clippers twice as well, so that don't know. That could go either way, but yeah. the other ones seem like pretty guaranteed wins. And to be Pelicans honest with you, I, I'm I would be pretty scared if I knew Game Seven was going to be in Memphis. Like I, I think that's a mm-hmm. huge boost for them. It is. It is. Even if they get to the conference finals against, let's say, Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but and Dylan Brooks last night picked up his picked up another tech, so he, again is right. one tech away from it. Suspension that could hurt them if he gets that in the playoffs. Um, I still I don't really have confidence in them to advance because mm-hmm. they seem so immature, including on the court. Yeah, Brooks has like, just been on a rampage around the yeah. league as far as <laughs> he's public enemy number one. I don't know, self like inflicted too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. So, yeah, they're gonna be interesting for sure, for sure. Uh, the play-in is gonna be interesting too because seeing who they get in the first round, um, I think will kind of gauge where they'll be going into the Western Conference Finals if they, you know, get that far. That first round matchup. I think it's going to tire some teams out pretty early if it's going to be real battles, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I I just don't trust. I don't trust Memphis to kind of go, go six, go seven every round. Right. Cause that, that requires you to win a lot of close games, a lot of like adjustment games. And I just, I don't see them doing that. And they're one of the most injury prone teams in the league. Right. I mean, we they don't talk about it that much because they are pretty young, and everyone on the team is, re- you know, strong, athletic, but they are really injury prone. Brooks yeah. is liable to get hurt. Bain, Da, obviously, Jaron Jackson. 
all those guys have been hurt for long stretches at any yeah, time. Yeah, Adams barely played this year. Right, Adams has been out for yeah, pretty much all of the year. Clark's not coming back, so we never know who might get hurt with yeah. them. So, yeah. Okay. They are only one game ahead of the Kings, like you said. So the Kings could snag that second spot, but Memphis has some games they should definitely win. Uh, yeah, I got a chance to watch uh, Sacramento's uh, DC game. Mm-hmm. Man, their playoff games are going to be uh, explosive. I was in in Sacramento or in DC. Uh, DC, okay. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, man, they they look fantastic. They look fantastic. It just it just looks like they have like an unlimited amount of talent on the team. Yeah, it's the their depth is best I've seen the second half of the season. Yeah. Like maybe maybe not Milwaukee. Milwaukee's always kind of there, but especially with the pickups. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like Milwaukee's depth is not what scares me. Mm-hmm. With Sacramento, the way they play, like that is kind of the fear of yeah. everyone just getting up, everyone getting a ton of shots, and and just running you out the gym essentially. And it's two different kinds of depth because. Milwaukee's depth is mostly like replace you're replaced by the next man on the bench. So they come in and they do basically the same thing. Oh, we need someone three and D that can stay in the corner. Um, Grayson Allen does that. Grayson Allen comes out. Uh, Connaughton does that. Connaughton comes out. Jay Crowder does that. Everyone comes in and does the same thing around Giannis. But with Sacramento, their depth, everyone plays different. Yeah. It comes in and does something different, and it's all a unique look to the whole to what's going on on the court to everybody they bring in, and even even guys who aren't like you know, um, Terrence Davis comes in and gives them something different than uh, he heats up quick. Um, yeah, he, he's a completely different player, he, do, he has completely different looks. Um, Kessler Edwards comes in and does something different. Davion Mitchell comes in and does something completely different than what Fox was doing. So their their depth is even more dangerous because you, as as an yeah. opposing team, have to adjust to what they do. The Bucks, you just keep playing the defense you were playing and just hope the new guy who came in isn't shooting better than the other guy. But Sacramento, yeah. you're like, all right, Monk is in now. Now we have to um, shave his side of the court. We got to be ready to help. All that kind of stuff is completely different. So that that's why to me, Sacramento's I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of blowouts in the playoffs. They're first in the league in points per game. Uh and either way, I think, you know, if if they come out cold, they'll get probably blown out. Uh if they mm-hmm. get kind of unlucky in the first round and, and face a team that defends. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's gonna be kind of a, a blowout filled series. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that Sacramento maybe has an underrated ability to come back, but in the playoffs, that's it's just tough, man. It's tough to come back. If you're down in the playoffs, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. They're seventh in the league in fast break points. No surprise. Well, they have the <clears throat> fastest player in the league. 
since we discussed the other two uh, top seeds, and the top three are kind of locked. I mean, there's no way four catches up. Yeah, four is. I mean, they're battling to stay in the <clears throat> right. In the four, playoffs. five, and six are going to be uh, yeah, a mess themselves. The six and ten are only a game away from each other. Yeah, so you six of the you know the Warriors are at six now. They're a game away from not even being in the playoffs. Yeah, which is just – it's going to come down. There's going to be so many key games in the West. And you already know uh, Houston already screwed over the Lakers. Like, the Spurs are going to screw somebody over. I'm sure, like, the Hornets will catch a team sleeping. Yeah, Uh, It's going to be wild. But we got to talk about Denver. Okay. Because they've been in a crazy slump. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and their slump. There's another team. I'm not talking about Portland because they're they're beyond slump. Uh, yeah. There's an Eastern team that's in a bad slump also that we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But Denver slump to me is much worse. Why is that? They look like incapable of getting stops. Mm. Yeah. They yeah. get cooked in transition. They get mm-hmm. cooked on the glass. They get yep. cooked off the dribble. No real yep. rim protection. Mm-hmm. And outside of like Aaron Gordon, everybody's pretty prone to fouling. Yeah, and the thing is, Aaron Gordon goes for a lot of blocks. He he can pump fake him, you know, out of the first quarter of the game. And and this is this is where like. Watching Denver the last month, it's weird because it seems like Jokic does everything for the team. Mm -hmm. Yet to me, as the season has gone on, it's like they ask more and more of their role players. Mm -hmm. And and in like in a really bad way. Yeah. Because they've kind of, they look to me, at least this last month, they're like dependent on Aaron Gordon not only locking down the best player on the other team, but being a consistent scoring threat. Like, yeah, that's and, an unfair and, expectation. And they're like expecting him to be like a real post player. You know, Aaron Gordon is really just an oversized small forward. He's not really right. a, like a real big. power forward. Yeah, like a, he's not a yeah he's not a big and they. When they ask him to be the big, it makes the whole – this looks weird. Like you said, it makes him they, – they want him to be a lockdown defender on a guard on one end. Then they want him to get 10 rebounds or be a, you know, close player lob threat on the other end, and that's not really his game. But, you know, that's how the offense is set up. And that's like they, – they, they look like a team that if KCP struggles to – like if he has a bad game – we our spacing is bad that entire night. Yeah, you know it what is. I mean, and including their bench because Bruce Brown comes in, and just because he can do everything doesn't mean like he's the point guard. He's the like the playmaker. He's the scorer. He's the transition push the ball guy, and he's like the energy guy. Right. I also, just, just because he can do everything doesn't mean he will do everything every night. He's not a yeah, not someone you should count on doing everything. It's like, oh, Bruce Brown did this tonight. Wow, it should just be that. It shouldn't be like, yo, Bruce, yes. 
Remember when I'm he had need, 10 rebounds I'm and 10 that. assists? Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't count on that at all. That's not his game. He's a surprise guy, not a count on yeah. for consecutive production guy. And he's a great player, but, you know. And it's it's weird because their defense, I don't think – they can't turn it on. No. Like, to me – and it's not – honestly, I would understand – we talk about it all the time, guys or teams that have weak links. Mm-hmm. You know, Portland essentially is a roster full of weak links. People go, people are elite defenders. They arrive in Portland and become weak links. Mm-hmm. In Denver, like Porter Jr. as an individual defender has gotten better. Murray works hard enough not to really just like be getting cooked out there. Mm-hmm. And yet... And yet they can't get stops. Their switching is disgusting. Yeah. It's so bad. If you're a guard and you switch and you get the switch from Murray to literally anybody else, you, you're gonna get a bucket. And and that's that's like where it's they an easy bucket. Again, in the playoffs, teams are gonna live off that. And you know, I, I mentioned early this season how the East all the best players are small forwards. The West, most of the best players are point guards or ball handlers. Yeah. And if you can't have a, if you don't have a good switch defense in the West, you're going to get murdered. Yeah. Fox, CP, Westbrook, um, Curry, Poole, Luca. I'm just going down the line. Shea, D'Angelo Russell. And, and what it's looking like to me is what, Phoenix was uh, with their, you know, number one seed, clear-cut best team in the league, and then they yeah. get smoked. Yeah. Like, that's tough. what's going to happen didn't... because Aiton, I, in, in, in theory, Aiton is a good switch guy. He is. Not against Luka, though. Right. But, and now, like, you, but the, the problem is, okay, Luka sends you home, you know, that's going to maybe happen. Denver mm-hmm. can't stop anyone. Dude, I watched, uh-huh. I watched, they could not stop Van Fleet for an entire half. Like they could not stop you- him. And the Raptors are probably the worst offense in the league. Like you said, man, the guards, they can't stop the guards. I didn't even mention Kyrie, by the way. Right. You can't, can't stop the guards. Heating up, but Right. It's just insane to me because they ask Aaron Gordon to be a, like a defensive player of the year. Yeah, they do. And it, it I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, you move the ball so well, you don't have to switch everything. Yeah, they they really don't. So, so, so I, I think Denver is in major trouble, man. I, I really think they're going to be in shootouts that they're not really built for as much mm-hmm. as they think. Yeah. And I don't know if Jokic is going to be aggressive enough to kind of make up for the, especially in the second round when you're going to face somebody who can really shoot you out of the gym. Yeah. Um, this is the thing about, about Jokic. I'm not, I'm not going to get into the stat thing, but part of him being such a, such the ball dominant player of their offense Usually teams like that do have to rely on the role players. If the if your best player, your absolute best player that isn't a guard is a ball dominant player, 
your role players have to play good. Like look around, like look at the Bucks. You mentioned the Bucks. If Giannis, when Giannis used to like really have the ball all the time, like far from the basket, everyone else had to play well. Connaughton yeah. had to play well. Middleton had Shoot to shoot well. well. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and that's just how that's how running that kind of offense is because you're you have a big guy so far away from the basket. They're they're one of the worst teams in the league in rebounding. And they have, you know, arguably a top so five many rebounder good on the team. Yeah, yeah. They're nineteenth in, in rebounds. But that's that's, that's where they're, a lot of their stats are looking fluky. Exactly. That's because he's thirty feet from the basket passing it to somebody else twenty five feet from yeah. the basket and watching them shoot and not getting rebounds. That's just that happens on offense. And then the switches make you put you out of position um, to get rebounds on defense. So, to yeah. me, like I think there's even more pressure than I originally thought on Jokic. There is because Denver is not as good as I, I thought they were early in the year, mm-hmm. and but that's not going to matter. Like they're still better than anybody battling for a playing spot. Yeah, they are. Uh, the West is so up in the air. Okay, maybe you're not the clear-cut best team. There's still no it, real issues for you to come out of the West. Yeah, not not really. Yeah. So to me, to me, Jokic has to. Team, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's you know, again, that's a reasonable way to lose. Like if Jokic is is the MVP, but Sacramento's putting up 140, you know, like yeah. I'm not gonna kill him for that. But at the same time. Jokic has to have the same level of aggression as Embiid, as uh, even Sabonis does for Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And, and too many times he's like, I'm just going to feed Port- Porter Jr. is going to be the prime option tonight because he's lights out. But it, and listen, I'm not saying I I feel this way as strongly as the ESPN guys, but this is why he gets the stat padding. Uh, my people call him out for stat padding right. because those other two guys you named MB and Sabonis, they just go out and just play hard every night, go for the win, no matter what, yes. no matter what Jokic, stats they get that night. Yes. Jokic has a lot of Jimmy Butler in him. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I, well, you know, I got my 20 points. Porter Jr. is your time. is going to keep feeding, but like we're losing. Yes. Yeah. You're doing that and you might have 10 assists, but we're losing. Yes. But you know, Embiid will go out and have zero assists if that's if that's what it takes to win the game. Dude. Sabonis will have six rebounds if you know if that's just how it shakes out. He don't be out there making sure he gets his rebounds, you know. And he, yeah. he's a rebounding machine. That's why he gets that. That's why people say that. And I'm not saying that's it's true, but I, I understand it, the narrative. Like and like, I, I honestly, I obviously disagree. We've talked about it before. But yeah. I understand the narrative of, especially when it comes to his assists. Mm-hmm. And the, the Toronto game was a great example of they actually come back. They come all the way back, cut it to four. Jokic through three quarters was like 10 of 13. He had like 20-something points. He was eating every time he was aggressive. And yeah. they put him in with seven minutes left, and he took one shot. That's unacceptable. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I just, 
the Denver makes it seem like their role players are required to be the like really high level players. Yeah. And, and that's a recipe for a disaster to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Their role players are good, but they're not, I mean, you know, they're, they straddle, they kind of straddle the line with all their other players other than Jokic. It's like, Murray is good, but we don't really want Murray to be that good, like that much of a star. Right? Porter Jr. shoots pretty well, but we still want him to, in a role player spot. Like when Murray on Murray easily could get all star numbers for Denver. If if they really wanted him to get all star numbers, he could. He's that good of a scorer. He arguably one of the best scoring point guards in the league. Yeah. But Porter Jr. could average 20, 25 a game if he's been if averaging he really twenty something like second half of the year yeah and it's it's been easy it hasn't even been hard um but they like i said they straddle that line where they don't want anyone like that good other than Jokic on the team like no one gets that much responsibility other than Jokic. then all of a sudden when um those guys aren't playing that well or you you know you can't trust in those guys all right kcp is your time all right bruce brown you know let's yeah. get it yeah that's not it they're they're the team um, right now of the three. I'm most mm-hmm. worried about who they play in the first round. Okay, because I think fair. they're the most prone to to getting like an unfavorable matchup and struggling to get stops. Yeah, Sacramento got has no issue. Like we we won't get stops. We'll keep up with you. Yeah, like Sacramento's yeah. defense. You watch. I mean, I've only seen them full games maybe five times their defense mm-hmm. like fluctuates based on the other team it does so to yeah. me like Sacramento's gonna play how they play Memphis with with or without John Morant play the same way everyone's confident everyone's aggressive you know they're physical mm-hmm. all the time they're gonna play that way yeah Denver I have no idea they're they're gonna play entirely differently if they play Utah in the first round versus if they play the Lakers. Yeah. You know, it's going to be two different Denver teams. And I just, I don't know if both of those Denver teams are that good. I'd say what, they don't want the Lakers in the first round. If the Lakers were to set somebody in the first round, it would be Denver. I think out of the, uh, I wouldn't, I don't want, uh, I wouldn't want the Lakers in the first round if I'm anybody. And LeBron is not going to go out, you know, first again, round. again, yeah. or like, I mean, he went out first round and then last year was just an embarrassment. Yeah. And that first round loss was embarrassing for LeBron because talk shit about Crowder and then it's trash the rest of the series. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people forget that. But anyway. Um. Anyone in the anyone else in the West you want to talk about? Dude, the Warriors, man. I mean, like, there's not, there's not really like basketball things to talk about with them that we haven't. Yeah, but this, this home road thing is insane. It is insane. Like, it's honestly like they're keeping track of it at this point and like feeding into it. They caught one in Houston last night, so shout out to them. They're still their road record is like the same as Houston and San Antonio. 
I know. I know. It's one of the worst in history, in the history of, like, basketball, and not just Warriors history. I mean, the history of all basketball is one of the and, worst. And, like, again, in any other scenario, if they were just hovering around 500, like, kind of both at home on the road, I'd be like, you know, no yeah. problem. The defending champs, the pedigree's there, Clay is getting right. Pools, obviously, nuclear, Steph. Like, we know what they are. Their record is literally flipped. Their home record they're, is the opposite like of their... They're, like, barely beatable at home and horrifying on the road. They're 29-7 and seven at home. They're 8-29 and 29 on the road. So, like, they're a game insane. away from it being the exact same. Yeah, honestly, man, it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah, it is. I just like I I don't have an explanation for it, and it makes me nervous, but I don't understand why. But the funny thing is, it's really their stats are not that different. Like it's not like it's not even really like they play that much different away and home. They just don't win. Like I'll say some of the stats. At home, they average 119 points a game, um, 47 rebounds, 31 assists, 16 turnovers, 7 steals. Away, they average 117 points, 2 less points, um, 5 less rebounds, 2 less assists, same amount of turnovers, same amount of steals. It's not even like it's not like a vast difference. They just don't win. That's what's so bizarre. Like, are we going to get in the playoffs and the trend is somehow going to continue where they just like can't be beat in Oracle, but then lose? Like, they'll they'll come out 2 0 in a series or be down 0 2 because of the home court. I just, it's so bizarre. And again, I don't have an explanation for it. But it doesn't seem like an accident to me. It doesn't seem like something that won't be noticeable in the playoffs. I think in the playoffs, it'll completely go away, especially if Wiggins comes back. I think they'll be they'll be fine. It's just I do think it is weird. It's super weird that the stats aren't that different. I was expecting when I first looked up the stats, I was expecting it to be like a eight point difference in in points, eight point difference in like rebounds, uh, percentage. The percentage is, is 0.8 difference. They shoot 0.8% better at home than they do away. That's it. This so is like it's not even, they don't even shoot worse. This is, it is really odd. I was expecting worse, but it's really not. The three point percentage is, is the same. So. Yeah, I mean, oh, again, the fact that the turnovers are the same is is just crazy to me. Yeah, it's it's actually like it's about one, a little less than that's, one. Yeah, that's nothing. Like, it's about the same. One turnover. Yeah, it's about the same. Yeah, actually, yeah, getting more have... blocks away, more fouls. I just, I, I still have the same like overall concerns. They really haven't changed to me. Yeah. Um, again, we knew who the again the their key is if Wiggins is back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think without Wiggins, they they just don't have the depth to beat the top three Western teams. 
Yeah, and and the biggest issue is the defense. They don't have the depth on defense. No, yeah, their, uh, their front court is just small. It's thin. Yeah. It's foul prone. Like you know, and you don't really have anybody to throw out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, you really don't even have a front court without him. And mm-hmm. I, even though he's not really a front court player, I mean, he's listed as it, but he's really a you know plays like a guard a lot of times, but um. They just their front court is just nothing on off, on uh, the starters yeah. without him. Um, and they're so nuclear they, that like I don't think anybody obviously will handle them easily in a series if they beat them. Yeah, but I just don't they're like like games. Sacramento will outscore you with nine to eleven guys, and then I got you know Steph Clay and Poole going against nine guys that are on fire. That's the that's the big issue for sure. Like they can still win that because they're insane and probably the most yeah. nuclear trio of shooters ever. They can still get a hundred points just with Steph right, playing. Cool. Right. But mm-hmm. but I just there's a lot of times when it's two of the three playing well. Yeah, and it's it varies why. So I'm not like crazy. It's not like a glaring problem. Mm-hmm. But again, like you're not you're not beating Sacramento's nine guys if one of your guys isn't playing well. Right. Yeah. They they are second in the league in points per game. And I mean they've they've maintained that number uh even without Wiggins for a while. They're ninth in rebounds, which is fantastic for them. First in assists, no surprise there. But they're twenty fifth in opponents points per game. Twenty fifth. Yeah. Sacramento, I think, is the only one worse than them in the East. I mean, in the West. In the West. So they're, they're very similar to Denver. They often give the illusion of good defense, but then nobody's there to stop the layup, or nobody significant right. is there to stop the layup. And right. You just give it a basket. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, even, even if Gary Payton, the second, comes back, it'll definitely help their on ball defense. He's a good one-on-one defender, but but they, they need they, like Wiggins because yeah. Wiggins Wiggins could have that the impact. Yeah, Peyton could just like fill out your lineup a little bit better. He doesn't really yeah. change the course of a series like Wiggins would. No, yeah, he makes he makes stops here and there, but Wiggins definitely changes the whole series, offense and defense. Um, yeah, hopefully he comes back. Still don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> Uh, heard rumors, rumors, some rumors got refuted, so not really sure what's going on. Hopefully, hopefully just, he's back, though. I just want him to play, man. That's really it. Yeah. Good thing is, um, I, I don't think I mentioned this last time, but good thing is, since it's not an injury-related thing, he still could be working out. He, he won't need the, the bunch of games yeah, the, to get the back. The comeback, it won't be like a concern. They won't have to manage his minutes crazy. Exactly. You know, so it's yeah, that, that should be okay. But it just—it's just the length of time we're getting close to. Like we're getting closer and closer, and it's like, what if what if we got three games left and we need two of them to avoid the plan? Right. Like, is he coming back for playoff atmosphere games off rip, or is he gonna be back for the these last couple that you could kind of go either way? Yeah. I just it's, right. it's 
it's getting close, man. I'm getting nervous. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. For sure. And I'm sure they are too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else in the West? Mm. Nobody I want to deep dive today. The rest of the Clippers, yeah. we can let live. Uh, Dallas, shout out to Kyrie, but, you know, they'll probably be in the play-in. Mm-hmm. They uh, may be out of the playoffs, to be honest. And, but they've won some big games these last couple. They have. I mean, the Laker game was huge. Uh, and yeah. AD just – that last, the last shot, I'll let that go. Right now, only Memphis and Sacramento have a winning record in their last 10 games. And OKC. And all of the West. Yeah, I want to – OKC and Utah, by the way, you thought they were going to fold and hit the lottery race. They, I just don't know why they're playing. I don't I, get it. I don't either. For As far as the long run goes, I have no idea. Yeah. But I, I love Utah it. especially. Utah I, I love it too because – yeah, they're cooking. I love it too, but like, are you really taking Taylor Horton Sucker as your, you know, going into the playoffs as your best player right now? No. I mean, Markin is their best player, no question. But Horton Tucker has the ball. Like, he's a, he's not a point guard. Stop. He has the ball all the time. Why does the league do this with guys? Like, they just like force them to be this player they're not. Yeah. They yeah, do this with Levert all the time too, and Dinwiddie too. Like, just let them let them be aggressive. Stop trying to force them into roles. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, the Thunder can win a series. Definitely, they definitely can win a series. It's just they can't be any of the East teams that would be in the finals if they made it that far. <laughs> so they could go to the finals. <laughs> No, I'm saying the West is could. that open. I mean, honestly, it's close. I can see any of the playing teams sneaking into the conference finals. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's especially that's if Luca comes back for Dallas. Oh God. Yeah, if they're still down there, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, and, in, and when um, honestly. The Lakers have been battling, so I have no idea how they're going to close out the year. Uh, Minnesota's been battling, too. Yeah, and, and the Pelicans. Pelicans are trying to stay there, stay in there. And, they have the worst fall-off I've seen in a season in a long time. I mean, a lot of it was injury, and it seems like the Zion injury just, like, demoralized the organization, essentially. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised. Uh, but they've still been like fighting, especially the last month or two. They've really been trying to claw, keep up. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen with them. And that just makes Portland's demise all the more embarrassing. Portland's done. They're shutting Dame down anyway. So it looks and, like, and it. like it, that's what makes it so pathetic. There's 10 games left and you're done. Yeah. How? Like, the Pelicans have been gutted. They're not done. The Lakers are atrocious down the stretch. They're not done. OKC and Utah are supposed to be lottery teams. They're right there. 
Dallas is just getting destroyed by injuries. They're still winning. Yeah. You can't all you can do is fucking lose. We haven't even gotten to the fucking East. Every every team that's battling in the East is still there. Yeah. Orlando fell off, but Orlando really wasn't in it. No. And and they still have a chance. I mean, both both uh, conferences is really only two teams that don't have a chance in both conferences, so four and, total. But Portland is pretty much like another team that has no chance. No, they'd, they'd have to they'd have to win, and other teams would have to lose. They'd have to win right. pretty much every game. Every game, and other teams have to lose. Yeah. Which is not happening, again, with the way every other team has battled except Portland. They're another team that... I mean, Nurkic hasn't been healthy all season. And he got Still back, really and they finished. kept losing. He got, Yeah, he got back. They lost like three times, and he got hurt again. It's, you know, it's it's tough, man. Dame's out there playing by himself. Dame has, you know, he has like historic numbers this season. For no reason Top five in scoring. Yeah. If, if Portland was like good, if they were a top four seed, Dame would get MVP votes. No question, but the, the path, the path to them being a good team again, it's like, it's it's getting further and further away. Yeah, and it's it's getting further faster. They're letting it slip away. Part of it is Dame getting older. That right. alone makes your, your path to being a better team. I just again another year. Like the pieces seem to be there. The the team seemed to like play capable of of being a good team, mm-hmm. and and there's just no focus on defense at all. No, I mean Chauncey, you guys are winning. You you won most of your career in the seventies and eighties. Like those Detroit games were so boring. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were really, really, really boring. Yeah. I don't mean, you know, Denver and beyond was like late Chauncey. Yeah. I mean, Denver, he still had a nice year, but Detroit was obviously his prime and he was like a winner, a champion, one of the best guards in the league. Yeah. Uh, uh, part of the, one of the best defending teams in the league. Bro, everything about Ever. Jason Kidd as a point guard has transferred to his coaching. It has. Like, Chauncey, you guys can't play on both ends? That's the same mm-hmm. fucking problem I had with the last coach. Chauncey hit – when he played on the Pistons and they were beating teams, you know, holding teams to 80 or so, they had 89. guys who really – they were turning guys into, like, into defensive stoppers who really weren't even, like, de- defensive stoppers. Like, Tayshaun Prince is one of the best defenders ever. Yeah. And is he really, <laughs> or was he on the Pistons? You know, because like anywhere else he went, he really wasn't. He was average, yeah. Yeah, on the Pistons, he was locked down, but he yes. was terrifying <laughs> for like the best guards for Reggie Miller. A hundred percent. Hated playing against Tayshawn Prince, but yeah, and obviously Ben is a uh, defensive player of the year two time, I believe. Yeah, um, it was crazy. Rip would chase guys around. Rip would just like he just like ran on the treadmill ten hours a day or something because his conditioning was 
unbelievable. I mean, I mean, Chauncey I mean, was one of the stronger point guards I'd seen in the league. Yeah, he would back that back guys down. He was the first, you know, like Westbrook rocks the cradle. He was the first cradle guard, at least in the new age of basketball. Wrong as hell as a player. Everyone on Portland plays like a only only finesse. Yeah. Only finger rolls. God, I hate watching Jeremy Grant lay the fucking ball out. I know it's crazy. When he can dunk on anyone. If watch sharp if sharp starts doing finger rolls next year, oh I'm I'm gonna scream. When's the last time you seen Anthony Simons dunk? He won the dunk contest. He's a floater machine now, apparently. Can't get him a fucking dunk. I don't know how you win the dunk contest and never dunk again. Portland is just like, again, we're about to talk about the East. And to me, the the teams in the play-in in the East are much worse than the Western teams. Mm-hmm. And they're not they're not quitting. They're not going to the lottery. They're not losing fucking nine in a row in the most critical portion of the season. Might even be worse than that. Is it ten in a row? Yeah. Something horrible. And they're I'm pretty sure they haven't won a game in their last ten. Who are you, who are you talking about? Portland? Yeah. They're two and eight. Oh, thank God. There's two wins somehow they found. It might be the first two, though. I, I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, I, think I have six in a row. Six in a row. The Lakers can't lose six in a row. I'm pretty sure the shitty teams haven't lost six in a row in a while. I just saw the Hornets win a game. I saw the Detroit win a game not too long ago. I saw San Antonio win a game not that long ago. You're barely able to get the same amount of wins as the lottery teams. When we're fight, when yeah. the half the league is fighting for a play-in spot. If yep. anything, it shows how trash they are because when half the league has to elevate their uh, play to to compete, Portland is mm-hmm. nowhere to be found. Nope. Don't have a playoff yeah. gear because they don't know what that's like, and they've been to the playoffs. It's just bad. Yeah, man. I, it's rough. I, I don't really get – I don't get what the disconnect is. I don't really know. Um, I mean, I know they're keeping Chauncey on, at least from what they've said recently. There's no plans to move on from Chauncey. But they can't go with all these – they have a solid role player lineup and do nothing with it right nothing. now. Yeah, their real player lineup might be one of the better in the league, but you know, it doesn't fucking show. I, I know. Yeah, it doesn't show. Like, doesn't whoa, show. the Nuggets, every star player and their team could win with that star player not going off, except mm-hmm. Portland. Yeah, unless Simons has a nuclear night, which he. Which is not going to fucking happen without Dame being good. Right. I just like, again, similar to with Denver asking too much of the role players. Bruh, Dame is not MJ. Right. Like he's, what do you expect? Good God. 
He's not going to lift mm-hmm. the team out of purgatory every year. Right. Right. If he gets doubled, like, if you double Dame, you can beat Portland pretty easily, unfortunately. Yeah, because, you know, it's just going to be the same jumpers all night. Yeah. Coach, they're not going in. Keep shooting them. Mm-hmm. Coach, we're down 30. Oh, let's get a stop. <laughs> Like, right, seriously, let's, let's go to the. I'll, I'll let it go. You're right. It's been a minute. I was gonna say, let's go to the East. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a, the East. In the East, we have a bit of a um power shift, a uh, ranking shift. Yeah. Um. We, yeah. We had functioned for a while and talked for a while that I would say probably for most of the season. That it yeah. was Milwaukee, Boston, and everyone else at another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is no longer the case. Right. Philly is right there fighting for that second seed. Yes. We had the second seed yesterday, lost last night. But um double OT right there. To, to a desperate team. I'll let them live. Yeah, into a clutch team too. Right. It's hard to beat Chicago in, in the clutch. They got DeRozan, yeah. Levine. They got clutch guys, um, and Philly doesn't have clutch guys. So they're right there for the second seed. Um, Boston has not been playing well. They're four and seven yes. in their last. Uh, yes. I mean, I'm sorry, five and five in their last ten. Um, Philly is eight and two in their last ten. They've been playing fantastic. Um, so. And that to me, the way the trend is going, yeah. Uh-huh. And to me, it's entirely a credit because I, I still don't believe that Philly's better or equal to Boston. Mm-hmm. But going into the playoffs, playing the way they've played, the momentum they're essentially going into the playoffs with, yeah, I can't dispute the firepower. I mean, Embiid yeah, is a fucking machine. Embiid is still he's probably the most unstoppable player in the league right now. And he's and he's a lot more patient when defenses like are completely committed to stopping him. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot. He's he a lot of times he'll extend the catch to be more prepared for the double team. Yeah. Or he'll move it before the double team gets there. Something I beg Anthony Davis to do when the Lakers play, but he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. But Embiid, like, you see the the adjustments to try to not let the offense get stagnant. Right. Like, they, they haven't committed. They haven't really completely shifted enough to not get stagnant. Mm-hmm. But I see Embiid, Embiid especially, and, and Maxi to a lesser extent, they're really like working hard to not let the offense get stagnant. Yeah. And that to me is where I think they could go toe to toe with Boston. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, they play. Philly has one of the few offenses, at least to me, that could play fast or slow, no matter, like depending on who they're playing. I'm not saying that Doc. Is capable of knowing when to do that. But not a lot of teams have the roster or the personnel that can 
change the tempo of the game that easily as a Harden, as a Maxi, as an Embiid. Yeah. Like, because the way Embiid runs the floor, they can score quick. I mean, just with him a lot of times. Because um, he, he trails and he's just, like, wide open. And when, when he trails them on a fast break, like, I don't know what you do. He always scores. I don't know how you would yeah. even stop it. Yeah, it, it's it's no way. He does that little like catches it and he catches it moving one way and like does like a moving jab thing he does. Yeah. He's so strong, he's so big, there's so much power coming. It's just it's a it's a layup. It's an and one pretty much every time. So um and then they can slow the game down and you know, they have good passers. They have Harden, who's a one-on-one guy. It's just they have a lot of ways they can play. Um, yes. Again, I'm not saying Doc knows how to do them all, um, but they definitely have. But now this is the this is the big issue. Philly's strength of schedule is like they have like the strongest schedule in the league for the rest of the season. Um, Boston's is is just okay, but Philly's this is, is a- difficult. But this is different to me than like in the West. In the West, it's so close, and and the teams like the gap really isn't crazy. That yeah. that like I would avoid the Lakers if I could. You know, uh, I would probably avoid OKC with how hot SGA is. Um, but in the East, to me, like Philly and Boston really shouldn't worry about whoever they're playing in round one. Yeah, but they they'll want home court when they have to play each other. If they have yeah. to play each other, but that's, that's the only thing. But to me, like that's a toss up either way. Like even if Boston has home court or Philly, I could see either of them losing in their own building in Game Seven. Yeah, and Boston and Philly, like they're so close. It'll be they'll have each other's fans at the games. It'll be six or seven either way in either whoever has home court. I'm gonna let Philly again. Philly's played much better, and they I think they need the momentum going in Mm -hmm. for today. I'm gonna let Doc slide and and Harden slide because they're the glaring weak links. Uh, you know, I I asked you to look at the box score yesterday. Uh, for the stat that I just can't I can't not share. D'Anthony Melton off the bench. No, no, no. Harden sucked. That's whatever. Uh, D'Anthony Melton took 15 shots off the bench yesterday. Yeah. The rest of the bench took seven. Mm -hmm. The rest of the bench went two for seven. Mm -hmm. Like, again, supposed to be one of the deeper teams in the league, and we got Melton playing... Like he's Mike Miller, Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Like they Both keep threes. asking him, didn't, didn't how many keep asking him to make deep ass threes, and he keeps making them. The twelve, I never want to take shooting twelve. That's crazy. Again, there's no balance with the shot attempts, Doc. Like. And, and Embiid is trying. Maxi's trying. Harden in, a, in that, a bad way is trying. But again, like your guys, your guys seem to have an idea of what's going to be a problem in the playoffs and you don't. 
and I know Embiid is a beast and he can play 48 minutes, but why do they keep getting bigs if Doc is never going to use them? They got Dwayne Dedman. I haven't seen Dwayne Dedman play yet. Paul Reed gets maybe eight minutes a game, maybe. Dude, back-to-back maybe. years I've complained about Doc playing Embiid too many minutes. Montrezl never plays. I haven't seen Montrezl play in months. I, just, I mean, I, I don't watch I don't every game, but the games bro, I have I seen, really, I haven't seen them out there. I don't know if they're making like an MVP push. I don't know you if... You had to play 48 minutes to win MVP. 44 <laughs> minutes to play last Billy? night. Oftentimes he does. No, but I mean, he, he gets he gets 30 and 10 in, in regulation in three quarters most bro, of the time. Philly, Philly has a lot of the same, like centered around Embiid issues that Denver has with Jokic. The problem is with Denver, a lot of it is Jokic's, at least some of it is Jokic's fault. In Philly, mm-hmm. to me, it's like maybe 10% Embiid's fault. Well, that's because that's because Jokic is ball dominant and Embiid really isn't. I mean, he he can be if he wants to be, but they don't need Embiid to ever have the ball. If he's but they not look worse when they don't look as good as Denver could look with Jokic being ball dominant. As oh, yeah, Philly they, does. They don't, they don't. No, I'm saying that's why it is more on Jokic's fault because he always has the ball. It's not Embiid's fault because Embiid only has the ball when he's exactly to score. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, Embiid even has gotten better as an assist guy. He has. It's just Doc, like, just makes no difference with how they play. Right. I, I really, it's really weird. And it's, it's so bad how they play down to the competition and go toe to toe with the best teams in the league. I know. Yeah. And again, Harden is going to be the, the, the different deciding factor that's going to get them sent home again. But we'll let that slide, as I mentioned. I didn't actually let it slide, but I should have. Let me uh, say their schedule coming up. And this is where, you know, they may lose that 2C, but they they are playing well. It may help them going into the playoffs, having this much uh, competition. They got Chicago again. They got Golden State, Phoenix. I'm not skipping any games. We're going right through the games. Chicago, Golden State, Phoenix, Denver, Dallas, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. They look all holy shit. They're playing all either desperate seeding teams or just like contenders. Yeah, basically all contenders other than Toronto. <laughs> oh my god, Toronto is going to be scrapping. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously other than Chicago, everyone else is a real contender. Um. Boston, on the other hand, has Sacramento, Indiana, San Antonio, Washington, Milwaukee, Utah, Philly, Toronto, Toronto. Toronto twice a day. How do you feel about Boston's slump? This is this is my issue with Boston. I think Boston will lose four of those games. I don't know which one it'll, which ones it'll be, but it'll probably two of them will probably be teams that shouldn't beat them. Washington will probably get them. Uh, Utah will probably get them. And It'll be teams Milwaukee. you completely don't expect. That's that's the teams that they lose to. They, they're so in, they're so unpredictable. You never know when Tatum is going to shoot like garbage. You never know when Tatum and Brown are going to have 
combined for 10 turnovers. And you never know when they're going to actually want to play defense. And it's always yeah. a team that just, just like, is on fire that just gets them out of here. Yeah. You know, and uh, they can go on fire too, but if the other team is on fire, they're going to lose the game most of the time. So I'm at this point, man, I got to claim like I'm a Boston, like, honorary fan at this point. Uh, because mm-hmm. I think their slump is entirely fluke. Like, do I think it might be? Is it bad? Is it bad that they might lose the second seed to Philly? Probably. I, I do think mm-hmm. it's. I would prefer to play in Boston rather than over in Philly against those guys. Yeah, but Boston is probably the only team in the league that can turn it on defensively. Yeah, but the thing is. They turn on defensively, but they give you easy points with turnovers, so it, it like it's balances out. Be, yeah, it's you're you're visualizing like the Golden State method of beating them. They led the league in turnovers before they even got to the finals. They've already but nobody could beat them in a series. The finals. Nobody no. could beat them in a series. Remember, they were going seven games with teams. They went seven games with uh, Milwaukee and Miami, right? Okay, and they're going to do the same thing. I mean, maybe not Miami, but Milwaukee, they're not beating them in less than seven. Right, because they they may lose in five. That's the, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> they're not. I just I don't think they're going to collapse enough to, like, give a series away. And then try to like turn it on when it's too late. See, but this this is where we differ. I don't think it's a collapse because I think they're just that beatable. You, you think it's a collapse because you think they should I be disagree. everyone that bad. I they disagree. the teams they're losing to are teams that can beat them. They're not losing to like crazy teams. They lost to Cleveland, the Knicks twice. They lost to Brooklyn. They lost to Utah. They're, those are good teams. It's not like they're losing to you know. Yeah, and Boston Spurs. is bored. Boston knows nobody in the East other than Milwaukee, and maybe Philly could beat them. New York has been dominating them this season. New York has beat them four times this season? Oh, three times. They beat them every time they played them. Bro, you know that doesn't mean anything. I I get it. I get you think that in the playoffs they just turn into an unstoppable team. But they, it, to Unstoppable me, to seven, defensive team. If you go to seven games every every series, or the team, the team they went seven with all the contenders time. last year. Yeah, that's, what did they that's do fine. against Brooklyn? What did they do against Brooklyn? They didn't go seven with Brooklyn. They went to like four overtime games. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn. Okay, all right. <laughs> Brooklyn, the Knicks this year are better than Brooklyn was last year. Easily. That's fair. Yeah, everyone would have swept Brooklyn. If Brooklyn was in the East this year, they'd get swept by anybody they played. I think if Milwaukee doesn't make it to the conference finals, Boston comes out of the East. Right. Listen, I, I I think when we debate Boston, it sounds like I don't think Boston is capable of coming out the east. I definitely You're think more Boston you just think the their negatives will hurt them more than I do. Because I'm because their negatives do hurt them. 
we were literally a shot away from losing uh, to Milwaukee and Miami. Hey, I just don't think they're that. League. I just don't I mean, think they're that dominant. I think they're, I think they're beatable. That's 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 it. I don't think they're that much better than all the other teams. That's all. They're good, but you know they're not the much better than Philly. Times, but that's it. They're much better than every other team. On, on paper, they are. They just don't play that good. That's 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 my only issue. We'll they don't play good we'll sometimes. They um. I, I will say in the East, Boston will have the most blowouts. Because if Boston beats you, they basically have to blow you out or or win at the buzzer. It's like there's no uh, – I trust Boston you know, they, down the stretch more than any other team in, besides Milwaukee. Down the stretch is in what? The fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah. And it's more I'm, again, I'm, again. It's it's more so a, a knock on the other teams. <laughs> I, I don't know. Cleveland and New York has beat them, but down the stretch, basically every time they. Play. I'll give you. I'll give you Cleveland. Cleveland has the most, probably the most reliable down the stretch player. So you can have Cleveland. You're not getting Rand. You're not getting Randall and Brunson. I know they've Rand- had a clutch year. I know they've been Randall. awesome. I know they've been clutch all year. <laughs> but it's not going to translate like against Boston. Randall down the stretch, man. It's translating against Boston all year. You know that doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think Boston is that great of a turn-it-on team. I don't. I think they're the turn only it on turn means it on I still go to seven games and I'm cool with that. They're not like they're still gonna be they're gonna be as good as they are as they are now in the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna be that much better. They're just gonna take maybe worse shots. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm not gonna I'm talk excited. about Boston I'm again excited, for the rest of the yeah. year. Boston Boston's gonna say a lot uh for, for this podcast with their playoff run. We'll see what happens. Um, the, the East, as far as the playing goes, I don't really think – I mean, I think Miami is really good, and Miami has the ability to, um, you know, to challenge any of the top seeds. But I, I guess they're playing – I'm really not worried about any of those teams against the top five, at least. I mean, there's teams like with the East. There's teams I know don't have a chance. Yeah, and I hate to, you know, Donovan's my guy. I don't think Cleveland has a chance to make it past two rounds. Uh, you mean make it past the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't think they can make it to the Conference Finals. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't think really New, New York New York in a similar manner, like if the path is there, it requires your best players to be like Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, Donovan's got to average 35 minimum for them to to win a, a close series. Yeah. Uh with like with the Knicks, Randall and Brunson have to be impeccable down the stretch. Yeah. It's like I don't mind. I, I I trust Randall to hit huge shots, but mm-hmm. what what makes me feel like it's not sustainable is they've been like top tier decision makers. 
which I just more pressure, you know, it's the playoffs. The defense is better. I, I, I don't picture it translating as well. Okay. Yeah. And those, I mean, the playing teams are like a worse version of that. Their glaring flaws are even worse, even more exposable. They're more prone to just show you what they are, even if you're not exposing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, do I think they're fun teams? Yeah. But in the West, what makes it exciting is I think the playing teams could genuinely challenge from round one and beyond. Yeah. Oh, like whoever gets that eight seed is getting four zipped. In the East? Yeah. Yeah. Like I hate it. It's it's like when LeBron used to be in the East early on. Like I knew round one, nobody's touching him. Yeah. I'm already yeah. looking ahead. Like, where's the are they matching up with Boston? Is it round two this year? Is it is it the conference finals? Like, bro, Milwaukee, if they play Philly in the second round, I, I would be terrified if I'm Philly. Mm-hmm. So they're I mean, gonna be really fresh. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they will because two and three is is a little bit separate from four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like to me, to me, uh, the Cavs, the Knicks don't have a fighting chance in hell of touching Milwaukee. No, no, they don't. Definitely not Milwaukee. No. What am I missing? I, I feel like I'm missing somebody. In Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn will probably fall into the play-in. Yeah, they're only. They one should just win. give Miami. Miami, go ahead, just take it. Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. But they don't want. They don't want to play Milwaukee either. So this, they, I don't want Cleveland and New York to play each other first round. I really don't, man. I I want Brooklyn to take New York, but New York is eating right now. I, Brooklyn like, is not. <laughs> Right. I would like someone. I don't want Donovan and New York out in the same series. I know. Like, I mean, they, they might both lose in the first round, but I just don't want it to be the same series. You know? Yeah. I want at least um, both teams to have a shot to get to the next round, even though they may not. But I still want to see them play against other good teams. They're two good teams that, that cancel each other out from having to play the contenders from challenging the contenders for a game or two. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that's it's what's... weird because Milwaukee is emerged on such a level that it, it, I don't have the same level of excitement for the East as I do for the West. Yeah. Milwaukee is tough, man. And they, they just look... keep getting better. They just oh keep getting more God. talent. Bro. And Middleton really hasn't gotten healthy. Like there's a good chance he'll be coming off the bench in the playoffs. And that'll be and just it, fine because it looks like it makes him even scarier, to be honest. I know. Yeah. Because if he starts getting healthy in, throughout the playoffs, oh, you're done. I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this off off the podcast, but they have a legit 12 guys that all like deserve to be in the NBA. I, I know that sounds crazy. Like, to people who don't watch the NBA a lot, that sounds crazy. Not saying that the guys don't deserve to be in the NBA, but all they have 12, 13 guys that all would like deserve play. to play. Yeah, yeah, to deserve to actually play. Um, 
getting Crowder, getting um, uh, Dragic, getting Myers Leonard. I mean, those are three players that are legit NBA yeah. players. It should be on the court at some given, you know, any given time. And then Wes Matthews is coming back. I mean, yeah, getting Ingles and to, this is to crazy, me, man. To me, it would be a colossal disappointment if Milwaukee didn't win the championship. Yeah, they're they've Definitely separated. The they've separated to me that they're even better than teams in the West. Like I think Boston's really the only team that has the roster potential to challenge them. Mm-hmm. I I just like what 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 uh, Golden State did to Boston. Milwaukee yeah. would obliterate them doing that. I don't know. I think they play differently though. Well, yeah, but it's just. To me, like Golden State has their own issues, and now they're more glaring. And yeah, so Milwaukee just looks flawless. Yeah, they they, they look, look about really as really flawless good. as it could, could fucking get. Honestly, yeah, I agree. I agree. They their team is as good. Like I really best can't best two way guard, best two way guard. If Middleton's coming off the bench, probably best bench guard, best overall player in the league. Best front court in the league, best rebounding team in the league. Like they have enough depth for two fucking rosters. I mean, it's yeah. they have a top five coach. They're flawless. Best big, best big coming off the bench. Yeah, you know, it, their overall front court best, is by far the best in the league. Best defense coming off the bench too, probably. Oh yeah, bringing Ingles. I mean, I don't know. I mean, whether Javon Carter starts or not. Bringing Javon Carter, Ingles, Wes Matthews, and Jake Crowder in off the bench. And scary. Bobby. It's scary. It's like a, that, that's like a five of defensive lockdown just bench. Yeah. So, and Grayson. I mean, Grayson plays good D, whether he starts or not, too. It just doesn't matter who even starts. As long as Drew and yeah. Giannis and Brooks start, it, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. yeah. It's tough. They're tough, man. Really, really, really tough. Um, they definitely coming out of the east. They definitely should come out of the east. Only reason why I say, only reason why the West has a chance is just because they don't see them that much. They don't play them that often, and um, they're gonna. The West is gonna have to go through a lot. Regardless, the West is so yeah. competitive. They're gonna have to get yeah. through a lot to get there. And it's just. I, I think it is um, gonna be one of those like David versus Goliath scenarios. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Milwaukee, like, let's say they face Philly and fucking four zip them in the conference finals and have to wait a week and a half for whatever's going yeah. on in the West. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and they're going to come out stiff in that first game. And then you never know after that. But right. Milwaukee just looks just like a different beast. They do. They do. This is going to be exciting playoffs. Either way, I think this is going to be really, really, really fun playoffs on both sides. I'm excited for it. Uh, this one to start already, and I really do. I know. I know. I'm, I don't I'm really hyped even for the care play-in, the... dude. I'm ready for the play-in. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm gonna I don't be really glued even care to about the teams that aren't game. making it. Hmm? What do you mean, like the Wizards and, and the Pacers? Yeah, like uh, Wizards, Pacers. The Pelicans, Lakers, if they don't make it, I'm, like, I'm okay. I don't care. 
Yeah. That, the, if right now, the, today, seed, the cool. seeds are solid, by the way. Right now, I know it yeah. most likely won't be this, but this, this isn't bad yeah. to me. Right. I, I really... Oh, no. I need I need Chicago and in Toronto to make it. Yeah. Like it, if I if I had to pick two fun game. to get seven and eight, I want it mm-hmm. to be Chicago and Toronto. Oh really? Okay. Sorry Atlanta, but y'all suck. Yeah, Atlanta's out of here. Four games. I, Atlanta I like has Atlanta, so much. But... Atlanta has played like really poorly. They've kind of. They found a way to like tread above water, like they're still winning enough to kind of slowly either maintain or climb. But they're mm-hmm. they're really fucking bad. Their defense John. is really bad. Their balance is non-existent with with really good depth. John Collins is out of this season. No, it's dude, Collins Collins takes like six shots, and it's one layup. Yeah. I've I've seen him play games. He doesn't take layups. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, bro. I I really can't believe DeJounte Murray came in there to beat like a second Trey Young. I know. I can't believe all the jump shots he takes. And, um, you know, like you said, basically getting the same numbers just with some more steals. But Bro, they they um, literally feed everybody who gets hot. Just they just feed them. Yeah. Who'd you say earlier? Maybe uh, now is Snyder. Melton. Melton, you yeah. were like, yo, okay, he like he's a good shooter. I don't want him taking that many. Yeah. Oh, they feed your boy uh Hunter. They, they set high pick and rolls for him when he makes a shot. I know he hits like two shots and then they think he's on fire. And it's like Bro. stumbling like accidental buckets half the time. And they're it like, is. all right, let's play through him. He's not. Bro, what the fuck? No disrespect. Atlanta, Atlanta really, like, their play style is so bad. It is. And the reason why I say John Collins is going to be gone is because Quinn Snyder doesn't use power forwards. So he's out of there. You know? Um, Sadiq yes. Bay would be starting at power forward next year. Or... Um, Hunter, I guess, would be power forward. Just, I just, I, I really don't think Quinn Snyder is gonna change what they do much. It's not. I think it's gonna be another uh, Terry Stotts to Chauncey Billups adjustment. Not, no, no real difference. Yeah, basically. Yeah, if they're not gonna at least make a real roster move, like getting Murray was kind of a lateral move, um, especially since Herder is like fire now. Yeah. Uh, so it made it seem even more of a lateral move. So unless they do something actually special, I don't think Quinn Snyder's gonna make much of a difference either. And Quitter's like like a high IQ player that when you feed him, even if you shouldn't feed him, he's not a feedable guy. But if for mm-hmm. some reason you are feeding him, he's not just forcing shots. He's playing in the mm-hmm. offense. He's making good decisions. Everybody in Atlanta yeah. just wants to shoot. And he um uh he always takes his shots in rhythm, also. Yeah, he doesn't really take like, like uh Sadiq Bay gets in there and he throws up like the first game was every shot was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you threw him out there and told him to just jack everything. 
I mean, you got yeah. Okungwu is one of the better like screeners to get you open in the league. He is. And he's got good touch around the rim. Like he's I tough. Just, he's I, really again, good. Again, Atlanta's another one of these teams, kind of like Portland. Great roster. You look at the depth, you look at the rotation. Like, I like most of these guys. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet it's all hollow. When you when yeah. you least expect it and don't guard anything, they take jump yeah. shots all day. Nobody gets layups. They'll feed uh Murray one game and Trey Young will take 12 shots. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is Trey Young in the game for if he's taking 12 shots? Right. So and he's not even getting up. assists. I mean, he got to at least get assists doing that. He, right. he doesn't. He just And that's the thing to me, Atlanta. Atlanta should be way better than the other playing teams. Like Atlanta, Atlanta to me should be with the Knicks, with the Cavs, and you know yeah. Brooklyn. I guess just by record. Yeah. And they're not, and they're really not close to me. Even though record wise, they're not that far. Yeah, I agree. Six games are pretty. They're pretty far though, record wise. Right. But I, I get what you mean. They, it seems like they should be five games ahead of those guys. Like my, I, they should be Definitely like Miami. They should be like Miami, pulling away from the fucking fringe playing teams and battling to get out of the play-in. Yeah. Yeah. Miami's struggling to do that, but you know, we know why that is. Yeah, I'm curious to see Miami in. A series. Um, I am too. Because they're like they're another team that definitely will try to turn something on. This year they've been atrocious. They're last in points per game. Um. Oh, twenty eighth in rebounds. Used to be in the per best game. shape in the league. Twenty eighth in rebounds. How is that possible? With, uh, I guess they got love. Yeah, you I got love why. later, but with love and bam, you, you know like why this this team thinks they could tur- they're gonna go to the playoffs and turn it on. 24, 24th in assists. 24th. Like honestly, were they really a contender last year? I mean, not to me. Exactly. They were and they were within team. a shot yeah. of beating Boston. Yeah. I wouldn't be That's surprised they if they're if if nobody but Miami puts up a fight for Milwaukee to these playoffs. Yeah, they probably that's probably what's gonna happen. Like I can picture it happening. Like, oh, Bam's a good matchup for Giannis. Like we let the rest of the oh, you know, Brooke Lopez will fade to the perimeter way too much until about game three, and they'll make the adjustment, and then the series essentially ends. So yeah. uh but it, Miami Miami's a team that that does have another gear. It's just mm-hmm. not that good. Yeah, I still don't really. When I watch them, I still really don't know what's going on with Oladipo. We don't really know what like the the long term plan is on his side or on Miami's side. Um, Lowry is just he's in and out. Um, I thought Love was a weird signing, getting like that much older. When the team overall is, you know, pretty young. Low as hell. Um, uh, yeah, and um, the guys that they, other guys they throw out there, Highsmith, Jamal Kane, there's some guys that just be, you know, 
They lost their rookie that was good for basically oh, why, the season. Why don't they play Martin like six-man minutes? Instead of starter minutes? I mean, he he doesn't really play they starter minutes. The, yeah, they start him at power forward, and then I kind of sit him, you know. Love, since Love came in there, he's been the starter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Which is just Which is uh, also weird. I love couldn't even, you know, he was out of the rotation on his last team, and Miami uses him as a starter. Yeah. What's tough for them is, like, uh, one issue they've had, like, uh, Lowry's been in and out all year, but Gabe Vincent isn't really that much better than he was last year. I wouldn't, I really wouldn't say he's better. Right. Um, And the moment he gets cold, like, their guard rotation looks really fucking sad. Yeah, and the other thing that's weird about Miami is they never have, at least in my opinion, I'm not a coach, but they never have their best five on the floor to me, ever. Like, they, they never have who I would say would be the best five. It was Hero, Oladipo, Jimmy, Bam, and, like, anybody. Anybody else they want to put out there. I never, like, see yeah. all of their best five guys out there as, like, oh, Heroes out there, so let's not put all the depot out there. Or Jimmy's out there. We don't need anybody else. It's like he like plays with the rotation, so it looks like a balanced team and not like the best players for some reason to me. Am I often yeah. thinking that? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like their their momentum is always suspect because they're a lot of their role players like are expected to get benched. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. year has been kind of again. I haven't seen them a crazy amount, but he like he leaves. Gabe Vincent never gets benched, but Martin doesn't get big minutes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't understand the the rotation. Oladipo sometimes comes out there and he's the best guard on the court, and you don't mm-hmm. leave him out there. But then other times he's out there doing nothing, hacking. And you let him foul out, like, yeah. I'm I'm not really sure what Spolster is doing this year. And with all that being said about Miami, they go as far as Jimmy Butler decides to take him. Exactly. So, I mean, if Jimmy that, Butler doesn't settle for that jumper, they're probably in the finals last year. Right. So uh, they're, but, they're good enough. Uh, it's I think crazy Stephen because said it last year. Because oh, he, Jimmy Butler has kind of like woken up the last couple of weeks and they yes. immediately separate themselves from the other playing teams. And they yep. haven't even played well. Yep. So yeah. I, just hopefully this shows him the blueprint, but I'm not counting on it. Yeah. Uh, Stephen A said it best last year. They're good enough to go to the finals, but bad enough to lose in the first round. So. Yeah, Miami. Miami has been riding that line since Jimmy Butler got there. It is. It's. I'm not gonna get to Jimmy, but like him, uh, you know, wanting to go somewhere where guys play hard, only for him to not play hard is crazy. You know, him making a big deal about guys not playing hard and working hard and not Jimmy. Being about Jimmy, the honestly, grind. like we obviously don't know these guys personally. But as right. far as we know, these NBA guys, 
Jimmy Butler is the biggest asshole in NBA history. Like just just basketball, just like locker room, not, not, none of the other like outside shit that Kyrie and you know yeah, Shaw yeah. is going through. None of that bullshit. But I'm talking about just locker room and basketball stuff. Yeah. This man is a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, his handshake is with Struce is literally like a middle finger. <laughs> like, bro, what? Yeah, and, and I mean, as a teammate. If you practice, you see Jimmy is the man, and he's a beast. And you played against Jimmy before. You just like you just got traded to Miami. This is a scenario. You played against Jimmy for a while. You've seen Jimmy. You just get traded to Miami, and in practice, he dogs everybody. He never loses a game in practice. He's unstoppable. Then you get to the game, and he takes seven shots. Like as a teammate, you look at him like, "Yo, what are you doing? We need help. We're down five. And you're not taking any shots. And yeah, that alone is so frustrating as a teammate. It, it, it's probably easy just to hate somebody just oh, off it's, that. It's, he's such an asshole to me. And this is like really deep diving in. He he honestly, he looks like he's too lazy to like carry every night. Yeah. So he he allow he like force feeds Struce and then yells at him. So he's got a scapegoat, like, yo, what are you fucking doing? Like, Jimmy, you're feeding me the ball. The shot clock's running down. What am I supposed to do? How don't you go score? Jimmy, like, Max, stop with the bullshit. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. You're right. He does do that. And honestly, and- I, it's bizarre to me. And the really bizarre thing is why Bam can't emerge as more of their focal, like, number one option yeah because he's another guy similar to jimmy like he's he could do everything he could he's a mismatch nightmare and yet 15 points on like 10 to 15 shots all the time yeah and he always looks like he's afraid to do something like he'll bring the ball of court off a rebound just to get the miami's a perfect representation of jimmy butler as a player it is. That it is. phrase that it, Stephen I mean, A described him with is Jimmy Butler as a player. It is. It definitely is. And Jimmy, I mean, last week they lost to Orlando and Jimmy walked off with like 10 seconds left on the clock. Like, this is crazy. And, like, and no what was what the rumor that he played, uh, he played Nickelback in the locker room? <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, what thing, the man. hell? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Butler is like a, a caricature of a real person, honestly. Yeah, he is. He is. I'm excited for them too in the playoffs because I know they're going to really challenge hope, somebody. I hope they teams. uh they pass Brooklyn because Brooklyn needs to be in the plane. They got to earn it if they're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't want a Brooklyn Boston series either again. No, I don't um, think anybody does. I think it's funny is uh, Brooklyn will give them problems enough to where Boston will like look really beatable. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they make definitely you, will. Make your point, your, your point completely valid. I'll come on here like Tatum just fucking begging for the sweep calls again. God damn it. The Brooklyn has the perfect makeup to challenge Boston. I just don't really want to see it in the first round. 
you know, because they have all their best players are wings that can yeah. defend uh, Tatum and Brown. Brooklyn Basically, has a bunch of guys players, that need guidance to get good shots, and they don't have it. Uh, yeah. So, like, when they wh- whoever they face is obviously going to be slightly better defensively because it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think they're ready. I think they're going to take a lot of bad shots. It'd be cool if they had a point guard, but Ben isn't playing right now. <laughs> or I don't know what Ben is doing. So Ben, I mean, Back we'll, issue we'll probably something. talk about that in the, the offseason with Ben. We'll probably get more info on what the fuck is going on this year. Yeah. Uh, but this this decline just sucks, dude. Whatever is, it is. Is, ben, is his contract one of the worst contracts in NBA history for you? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, like, who could have seen it coming? You know what I mean? Yeah, in hindsight. Just in hindsight. In hindsight, yeah. Because <laughs> he essentially quit basketball. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, those last, those the last, like, couple weeks when he was barely getting clock, did you see a mm-hmm. guy who was eager to earn clock? Because I didn't. No. Dude, I coach, I, I coach at a level where almost everybody's eager for clock. Yeah, people just want to play. Every, like, I'm I'm looking at college, and guys are checking in and, like, are eager to stay on the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ben, what the fuck? You're, you're a, like, a laughing stock of the league, and it, you're just mm-hmm. out there, invisible. And, you know, for the, for the listeners, we, we both like Ben. And we really want Ben to be good. Um, I'm like, I, I think a lot of media, him as a player, man. I love him too. I think a lot of media think like, at least they make it seem more negative towards like how Ben is as as an actual player. I still think Ben is one of the best defenders I've ever seen on the basketball court. I thought Ben, I, I t- I've said mentioned this a lot of times. Headband Ben Simmons, I would have taken him over Embiid at at the time when Embiid was really uh, injury prone. I would have traded Embiid and kept Ben. I said this on the podcast. Um, I think Embiid. I, I think Simmons could be a, a championship, or he could have been a championship point guard. Fuck you, Doc. Yeah, definitely. He definitely could have. Uh, hopefully, he bounces back. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it got to happen pretty soon, or else it's a wrap. Yeah. We it's, got anything I mean, else next year? He'll have maybe one chance. I mean, bro. As far as like the whole season, yeah, yeah. Next year's probably his last shot. I mean, is he gonna get? He's gonna get bought out probably. Mm-hmm. And then, like, imagine he's gonna be a, getting a veteran's minimum to maybe he might get a fucking ten day next next year. That'd be crazy, and won't survive it. I mean, My, Myers Leonard, really be crazy. Myers Leonard just fucking. Found a way back. And he was doing bullshit off the court to get off, you know, why he got kicked out of the league. Yeah. And yeah. this 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 downfall is just sad, bro. It's just horrible. I hate it. There'll probably be a team like Golden State that picks up Ben and, like, he turns oh. into a, a monster. <laughs> that would just bring me so much joy. That would be really possible, but we'll see. It'd be a great pickup. It'd be a great off-season pickup for them. He would. We got um 
Any anything else for the league? Anything else to talk about? Um, no. I mean, we're gonna be getting into the the playing seedings. I don't think next episode, but probably in like two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Next episode, we'll probably do probably work on. Uh, we'll talk about the final four and stuff. But then the next episode yeah. will definitely be yeah. playing time. Start of April. It's a, it's a so, good month of basketball right now. Great month of basketball. This is the best time of the year right here. Yeah. Best time. March Madness. Isn't March Madness in the NBA now, too, which is really dope. So, really happy to see it. Happy to see it. Um, You got anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, No, that's it. I've been I've been mostly I've been laser focused on the NBA, man. These these crazy seedings, these teams being so even to me is exciting. Yeah, yeah, me too. It, it's it's been really fun to watch, and teams are playing harder. Like because it's so close, I don't remember a time where teams were playing this hard. Yes. At the end of the season, like yeah. even like the contending teams usually would have shut down. Like Giannis would have shut down by now. Yeah, he, he'd already been like a 25 minute max guy. Yep. Tatum and Brown would have been pretty much done. I mean, like a, a lot of these guys, Jokic probably would have been done and still won MVP, but even MVP is in the air. So like MB definitely would have been done. These guys playing down to the wire. Just, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love to see it. I hope no one is, you know, I hope it doesn't, there's no playoff injuries. Like, I, I hope that doesn't happen. That's what I really yeah. don't want to happen. Yeah. Want the Finger, to be fingers legit. crossed, as always. Yeah. yeah. And um, hopefully, still hope for Wiggins to come back, man. I mean, I even though he's not, like, he's a great player. He's an all-star, but he's not someone that I normally would miss. But I feel the gaping hole of Wiggins in the West because – Warriors just aren't – they don't have it without them there. No, so, no. it feels like they're, a, they're, they're really – extremely beatable. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I hope but, on right. a personal note, I hope the Wizards mm-hmm. get their shit together and mm-hmm. stop losing bullshit games where they should have won. Good luck with that. But that's, that's just my personal that. note. You're done after this year, man. I already Ross, told you who the two teams I want out of the play-in. I just I hope the Wizards uh, are decent enough to sneak into the plan. Do you think that um, if they were to blow it up, who would you want to keep from the Wizards? Two players. So you get two players to keep, and everybody else is gone. Who would you keep? Porzingis and three. Kuzma. Oh, I'll give you uh, and Kispert. Kispert or Gafford as my third. Okay. You keep Porzingis, though? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know it's a risk, you know, hopefully the him being healthy sustains for yeah. a while, but him and Kuzma have really good chemistry. They, uh, the players feed off of them quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like them together, I, too. I could see, I could see us building another, uh, a different kind of roster around those guys. Mm-hmm. I can see that. All right. Um, thank you for listening. As always, subscribe, follow us, all the good stuff. 
hit us up questions whatever um and we will see you guys next time